0: Chapter 1. Something's Missing I vividly remember writing the note that October night. It stands out in my mind as if it were written with a permanent marker. It was a defining moment, a pivotal decision. It felt like an awakening. With a growing intensity, I decided that I wanted out of my marriage. This was why, while on a recent business trip, I had moved my ring over to my left hand— I did not yet have the nerve to take off my wedding and engagement rings, but moving my black onyx Meredith College ring on top of my wedding rings reflected the uncertainty that was in my heart about being married to Terry. The winsome personalities of the corporate sales instructors I had just met fascinated me. I thought they seemed much more like the type of man I should have married. This confirmed to me what had already been taking place in my heart and mind. It would be years before I would be able to discern the difference between surface-level charm and deep strength of character. Little did I know then, but my husband would have easily won out over those instructors based on his underlying strength of character if I had only possessed some kind of crystal ball or X-ray vision that would have enabled me to perceive it. I would later pay dearly for the misguided path I was about to choose, but on the flight home from that business trip, all I could think was that I should have married a man like one of those outgoing instructors. They seemed so naturally light-hearted and humorous. Was a fun-loving nature the missing component in our marriage, I wondered. Certainly, these men are not as attractive as my husband, but I bet they're the type of person who would understand me. That's the type of person I should have married. Did I jump the gun by getting married too soon? <sighs> Did I make a mistake? Would you like something to drink? the flight attendant interrupted my thoughts. "'No, no thank you,' I replied. I looked out the window with my mind spinning out of control. Had I married the wrong person? Should I have married someone like Mr. Jones, our bald-headed neighbor who, when I was growing up, seemed so jovial and played badminton with us? But wait, hadn't I learned that even Mr. and Mrs. Jones had divorced in later years?' Are there people out there really living the dream of being madly in love with the person they married? Would the chain of brokenness that had begun in past generations of my family continue in my life, too? Would I be added to that line of broken relationships? Ugh, why does life have to be so complicated? I was new to my national account sales position and had much to learn, so I was quiet and like a sponge in the training class. I was in a field dominated by men, and nearly everyone was a good 10 years older than me, but my colleagues from our Fortune 500 corporation genuinely included me right from the start. We continued our conversations over our meals together, and more than once I found myself comparing these men to Terry. When I was a little girl, I dreamed of the man who would someday be my husband. I remember often standing in front of the bathroom mirror. I would look at my reflection and be filled with wonder, thinking that somewhere in the world was a boy who would one day be my husband. My husband. Yes, I would think about him and wait for him. He would pick me over everyone else and love me out of all the girls in the world. Where was he? I loved to imagine him. Everything felt warm and good when I thought about him. But now, as I sat on that plane, all I could do was compare Terry to other men. I was not at all familiar with what the Bible had to say about marriage because I was not taught the Bible in our home, nor do I remember anyone ever sharing a specific scripture with me for practical application. I had never read the scripture that says, "...when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise." Nor did I know that comparing Terry to other men would only lead to discontentment. I felt the ticking of the time bomb in my heart and felt sure that once I made the right decision I would feel content. But I couldn't have been further from the truth. What did I know about what was wise and what wasn't a wise choice? I didn't have a clue about real wisdom or where to get it. I had never heard that the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Unfortunately, with no foundation, I was flying solo with absolutely no source of understanding about my life other than my own misguided emotions and my own very limited perspective. I had no control tower to guide my clouded decision-making.